Село Лебедівка, автовокзал, автобус на Київ, я ледь не проспав. Салон геть забити, бити, 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 як мишами удав. На задніці тіні, серед клумаків, я побачив тебе, веле, твою усмішку взрів. Сексуально-маніакальний золотий близубіл Ти везла на базар, овочевий свій груз Усміхались мені, 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 я викручував ус Ти, ти моя бейбі, 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 я до тебе прорвусь Я до тебе прорвусь, а я до тебе прорвусь я до тебе прорвусь, 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 я до тебе прорвусь. Ти, ти моя бейбі, 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 я до тебе прорвусь. Я штовхався ліктями, як проїхали міст, і сухлобами ніг своїх я викручував твіст. На зупинці ДПС дорожньої патрульної служби я до тебе проліз. Твоє тіло бахтіло. Наче манговий джуз І кохання моє є, є, Прорвалося крізь шлюз Ти, ти моя бейбі, 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 бейбі Я до тебе тулюсь 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 Ти, ти моя бейбі, 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 бейбі Я до тебе тулюсь from Ukraine by the name of Anton Mukharetsky with a rather unique approach to music. That song was titled Autobus Lebedivka, which kind of doesn't really translate well into English as swan's coach or bus. You really need to understand the lyrics to understand what the title means. If not, don't worry about it. Like me, just sit back, relax, enjoy the music. It's pretty good, even without lyrics or without knowing them. Anton Mukharetsky with Autobus Lebedyuka. Vitaju vas vsih dorihi radiju suhechi na radio predaču naš holos radio krinsko korinja. Pre mikrofoni Pavlina Djakujus Jori Shaler Perebutizimnoyu Nastupnu Hedenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host, Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have Ukrainian Jewish heritage today, and we've got a story of two philosophers, one Ukrainian, one Jewish, and they hearken back to the turn of the last century. And they are Ivan Franko and Vladimir Yabotinsky. As well, we have a feature interview with a generous donor of Ukraine War Amps. And he'll be telling us how he found out about Ukraine War Amps, which is a bit of a surprise. As well, uh, he'll tell us his story, his experience in donating and meeting them on a couple of trips he recently made to Ukraine. And a very inspiring story indeed. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we have Pikardiska Terzia, that fabulous a cappella group from Ukraine, and Vasilny Marsh, the wedding march. Нам не зашкодить чарка вина, будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина, 
Будьмо здорові, пимо до дна, нам не зашкодить чарочка вина. foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit shochenkofoundation.com. Yeah. 
talented and versatile singer from Ukraine by the name of Mariana Sadovska. And a song called A Cycle of Spring Calling Songs from Policia. And hopefully in Policia they're having spring because it's been pretty slow coming here on the west coast of Canada. We thought we might have had some today, but I don't know, the sun went away later on and it's cool again, so who knows. Maybe we'll have to get her to do A Cycle of Spring Calling Songs from B.C. Yeah. We'll see if she's amenable to that. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got a Canadian group here from Montreal by the name of Rosa from their most recent CD. Here they are with a song that you know, is something that we look forward to come spring and summer. Chervonenki Buryachok, The Little Red Beat. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Polos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baeger. Two writers, two politicians, two outstanding public figures, and two intriguing viewpoints on the historic challenges of Ukrainian-Jewish relations. The Ukrainian writer Ivan Franko passed away in 1916. The Zionist leader Vladimir Yabotinsky was from a generation younger. Both made vital contributions to the creation of their respective national states of Israel and an independent Ukraine. But both did not live long enough to see their national dreams come true. Wolf Moscovich, professor emeritus at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, compares and contrasts the lives of these two men in a fascinating essay. The essay was one of the contributions to an international conference and subsequent book on Ivan Franco and the Jewish issue in Galicia by the Vienna University Press. There is no evidence Franco and Jabotinsky ever crossed paths though both met intellectuals they knew in common. Professor Moscovich traces some remarkable similarities in both men's life stories. Both men ran for an elective political office before the First World War. Franco for the Habsburg-Austrian Parliament and Jabotinsky for the Imperial Russian Duma. And both were defeated by corrupt party machines that were hostile to the interests of the two men's electorate. Professor Moscovich calls Franco unique among Ukrainian writers of his times in his deep understanding of the Jewish community of Galicia. Franco apparently knew Yiddish from childhood and published some of his own translations of Yiddish works. Franco wrote more on Jewish subjects than any of his Ukrainian contemporaries. And no Jewish leader before or after Yabutinsky, devoted as much attention to Ukrainian national issues. His support of the Ukrainian national struggle remained consistent, and his writings reflected only a positive attitude towards Ukrainians. But there were inevitable differences. Professor Moscovich points out that Ivan Franko could be considered ambivalent about the Jewish community. Some of Franco's writing can be considered philo-Semitic. However, Moscovich notes Franco depicts Jews in an unfriendly manner in some of his works of fiction and poetry. Franco was evidently the first non-Jewish reviewer of Theodor Herzl's 1896 landmark book, The Jewish State, which called for the Jewish people of Europe to leave for their historic homeland. Professor Moscovich asserts Franco's sympathy towards the Zionist idea did not originate in his deep Christian beliefs, as was the case with many Christian supporters of Zionism. Instead, Franco felt that the dire economic conditions of Ukrainians in Galicia, seen as Jewish exploitation, demanded the emigration of Jews as a safety valve. Herzl's idea of a national state for Jews stimulated Franco's own dreams of an independent Ukrainian state. 
Frankel believed poor Ukrainian peasants and workers should defend their economic interests by creating cooperative structures that would eventually eliminate Jewish middlemen. And yet, Frankel supported the recognition of Jews as a separate nation with full equality of rights and obligations. Yabotinsky recognized the grave economic situation in Galicia and pursued Ukrainian-Jewish political cooperation. He saw the similarity in the national destinies of both peoples. Yabotinsky wrote that circumstances in Galicia were against the Jews. The only viable answer was to return to Zion and create the Jewish national state in Palestine. Professor Muscovich notes that at the end of the day, Yabotinsky understood competing interests and history would make it difficult to persuade Jewish leaders to cooperate with Ukrainians. So Yabotinsky stressed the importance of the two groups' common interests. He wrote, I am not an optimist, and I do not believe in, quote, love, unquote, between nations. In particular, I do not in any way conceal from myself the fact that a certain antagonism exists between the Jews and Ukrainians of Galicia, one that takes on uncivilized forms. I am certain that those uncultured forms will disappear with the growth of education, but tribal conflicts will persist until there are fundamental changes in the political and ethnographic map of the world and in the socio-economic system. Changes did eventually come to Galicia and to Europe, massive and cruel changes unimagined in the earlier and more genteel era of Franca's lifetime. These were changes whose horrific contours Yabotinsky could already glimpse just before his sudden death by heart attack in New York in 1940. Wolf Moscovich's essay, titled Two Views on the Problems of Ukrainian-Jewish Relations, Ivan Franco and Vladimir Yabotinsky, can be found online at academia.edu. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
group called Lira that was from their CD Razum and that was released in 2016. The song was Spohade called Reflections in English and it's a nice collaboration between an Eastern Ukrainian Canadian and a Western Ukrainian Canadian Roman Bretan who is the host of Radio Journal a radio daily radio program in Edmonton and Ron Kahoot famously of the group Buria and uh, still active on the music scene in Toronto. Again, that was Lira from their CD Razum with Spohade Reflections. Back to Ukraine now for our next tune. This is Serhi Solonyi with Be Kozakiu Unebi, The Kozak Battle in the Sky. Біла хмара повстає на чорну хмару, небо грозиться, викрешує вогні. Точу баті козаки і яни чари, загукали, закружляли у борні. Хочу баті козаки і яничари Загукали, закружляли у борні Гий, блискують небесні ядагани А над ними грізні списи січові Наступають, гонять тучі нездоланно Шалені Хлоп'я та лугові Наступають, гонять тучі нездоланно Шаленіючі хлоп'я та лугові Щось ворожий голос буркає облесно Та дзвінки удари чути на землі то розковують невільників небесних У міжзоряних просторах ковалів То розковують невільників небесних У міжзоряних просторах ковалів Подалися чорні хмари, яни, чари Мали нові стяги мають, як живі Під небесна загорілася скутара Розпадаються хурди гівікові Під небесна загорілася скутара Розпадаються хурди гівікові Тихають сколошмачені простори, позбиралися у небі козаки. І пливуть досі чи через море білі чайки чорносині байдаки. Слухайте радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо Кринського коріння на багатомовній радіостанції AM1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. При мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Павліна. Протекла, мов кров з ножа по степу тонка межа, ліворуч битва, а справа бій, чигає смерть у далі голубі. Ми йдемо, одна сім'я, з тобі. 
is an ongoing effort to assist the veterans of Ukraine. It was founded in Toronto in July 2014 by John Broadhead and Jean Berezovsky. John is a third-generation Canadian of Irish descent whose father was a war amputee from World War II. Jean is a Ukrainian-Canadian originally from Kiev who had spent a couple of months helping the Donbass Battalion shortly before. When he got back, the two felt that an organized effort would be so much more effective, and as listeners of Nasholos have been finding out, they were so right. Their two main projects, Adopt a Soldier and Visit a Soldier, have given hope as well as new life to many Ukrainian amputees and the families of fallen soldiers as well, with the help of donations from caring individuals. One of those donors is Dave Hotelling from Chicago, who found out about Ukraine war amps after tuning into Nasholos online and hearing an interview with Jean. He was inspired to join the Ukraine war amps program and has taken part in three of their programs. Dave is recently back from Ukraine and has gladly agreed to speak with Nasholos today. He joins us now by phone from Chicago. Dave, welcome to Nasholos. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk with us. But before we get into details about your recent trip, I'd like to thank you first for listening to Nash Holis, and I guess for finding it in the first place. Chicago's a long ways away from the west coast of Canada, so I'm curious to know how you found our show, and was that edition with the interview with Gene the first time you heard it? Uh, yes, I found the show just reading Ukraine news on the Google News, just the Internet, 
uh, on the news summaries. And then I, I saw the, uh, the link um, about your radio show, and so I listened to it. And um, I listened to it, and then maybe a couple months later, I went back and listened to it again. And then towards last fall, I decided that it was a worthy cause, and I sent some, uh, I made a contribution. And then got in contact with Gene, and that's kind of where it all started. Wow. So what got your interest then when you heard Gene talking about war amps? And what was it that caught your attention that you came back a second time to listen? I just, um, I don't know, something clicked in me, and I thought that they were needed help, and it was a worthy cause. And I think John Broadhead uh, describing what a help it was for him when, when he was growing up. Uh, have the help with oh. that his dad received. Right, right, and yeah. And so that's probably the base of it. Well, it's great that you did. I know Gene is, is just delighted, um, and he's so thankful for, for your help. So you went the first time in the fall, and you were just in Ukraine in the spring as well. Um, yes, a month ago. Wow, so that was two almost back-to-back trips, <laughs> pretty quick, mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. too far apart. Mm-hmm. And it's... um. My my sense of it is that after being after seeing it twice, it's um, it's there's a, they're really doing a good job. I know there there's probably not much public out there about the about them, but um, it's efficient and it's uh, they're really helping. They're providing help right where it's needed. And you saw that firsthand on your trips. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about your first trip in the fall. Um. I was in, uh, in just, I met the gene sources, Oksana, in, uh, in Kiev. And, um, that was, you know, just, I went to two events there with, uh, with Oksana. And, uh, I had made a contribution. I had no idea where the money that I, uh, was contributing in the fall, where it would end up. And it, and it went to a family whose father had passed. Aww. And, and so, you know, it was, you know, it was nice to have that connection. I mean, I've made no contact with them or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to hear of where the money went sure. and to see pictures and everything. Sure, it really helped them. From what Gene tells me, mm-hmm. it was it's a it's a huge help to them. So you flew from your home in Chicago directly to Kiev, and then you you hooked up with Oksana. Had you met Gene in person? I met Gene in November, in early November, right before I left. Okay. Uh, to go to Ukraine, and in November I met Gene in Chicago. He happened to be in Chicago for his own work. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, a convention, and so he invite. We talked on the phone ten days before, and he he said, "I'm going to be in Chicago, and uh, if you want to meet me, this is where I am." So I went down to the convention on mm-hmm. a on the uh, agreed day, mm-hmm. and um, we went and had had coffee and. I met he and his wife, and um, you know, we talked about Ukraine and told, told me what he was doing. And so, off I, you went. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just by chance that Gene was having the meeting in Chicago, the convention mm-hmm. in Chicago, mm-hmm. and um, that's the only reason that we had you know, met, mm-hmm. met in person. Okay, had you planned your trip before you met Gene, or was it after you met? Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking about going over there anyhow. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. So that prompted you to go in the fall. And uh, in the fall, you, you went a couple of times, met up with Oksana, the point person on the ground there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then this last trip, uh, Oksana, I met more, more, of the, uh, more of the people there in her group, Julia and Alexander, and um, I'm, I'm impressed with them. And uh, I know, well, I don't know, but I... It's, I, I can only say that I'm, I'm real happy and I have no reservations about this phone call, interview, or um, even contributing further to them, uh, that the money, that it's a, a really good, worthy cause. So where did you go then this last trip in the spring? You went to Kharkiv and Kiev, I understand? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what... Yeah, those were the two cities where I was. Okay. And I, I also saw... Um, Another Alexander, and he was a um, he's a wounded soldier in uh, in Kharkov. 
So tell us about uh, the uh, recipient in Kharkiv. His name was Alexander? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in the hospital. Okay. And uh, I met him, and just by chance his mom was there on, on that day. Oh, nice. And so she comes hundreds of miles to see him. Oh. Because uh, she lives way south of Kiev, and it's hundreds of miles or right. kilometers. And uh, so, you know, they were very appreciative. And so tell us a little bit about Alexander. He's 19, you said? I think he's closer to 21. Okay. He lost one of his legs completely. I mean, just completely. Oh. And, uh, but he had a good attitude. How did he lose his leg? I didn't ask him. Oh. I just know it was in, in the war. It was in the war. Okay. Oh, um. sure. And so you met his oh, mom there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, just by chance she was there. Oh, how long did you spend in Kharkiv? Three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was the mood? How did did you find the mood in the in the city? Was it just like a life goes on outside of the hospital? Kind of, yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the uh, it was pretty pretty late winter, early spring, so it was beginning of March, and you know the weather was mm-hmm. March beginning of March weather. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the people. Um, I thought unless you really knew something, uh, you know, life was, life was going on, life was proceeding. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up any Ukrainian, or did you have a translator to help you? No, <laughs> I, um, no, but I mean, the translation programs are kind of getting better and better. I mean, I, I, was, um, I had Google Translate, and um, that really, really was helpful. And then there's also a Listen Talk program app that you can get that I had. I, I even had that installed. Uh, in Kharkov. <laughs> okay, so Kharkiv. so you're you're kind of learning the language then as you go. Yes, and I have a lot to uh, a far away to go. <laughs> well, you and me both. <laughs> but but these programs are um, these app these apps are uh, are getting very good. Uh-huh. And I I could speak to Alex uh, Alex mm. Alexander. He oh. was pretty good. Really. Oh yeah, he's okay. um, which is not unusual for that age. I guess not. That's true. I I found that myself when I was in Ukraine. Young, many young people. I didn't really need translators, and I didn't need to rely too much on my broken Ukrainian either. Um, <laughs> so, so you went. To, you went three days in Kharkiv, and then you went to Kiev. Tell us about who you met in mm-hmm. Kiev. Well, um, in Kiev, that's when I um, I met Oksana and, and Julia. And um, I can. I went one day with uh, Oksana. We drove out maybe seventy kilometers to a, a small village, and met a young, maybe a six-year-old, seven-year-old, and he had lost his dad in the war, and um, his mom had passed the year before. Oh, oh. So he was. Uh, but he was happy to see Oksana. Oksana is just fabulous. <laughs> And um, so I, I went with her, and she said, come with me. I'm, I'm, uh, I got there, I think, Sunday. I met her, yeah, I met her Sunday. And Tuesday we drove out to see this young man. And then Wednesday they had asked me Sunday if I wanted to visit the Ukraine parliament because they were having an event there. And I said, sure. And so they got me in oh. to, the, to the parliament. When, then we had lunch downstairs afterwards. Oh wow! Did you speak to any any members of parliament? Yeah, I met uh-huh. they. Well, everybody knew him. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, between uh, uh, Julia, Oksana, and uh, Alexander, and um, believe it or not, we watched a legis- legislative vote that passed about the care of animals and oh <laughs> about that you can only have so many dogs or something like that. Oh. I, I forget what exactly it was, but it was not related uh, to uh, the situation in, in Ukraine. It was it was related to animal care. <laughs> the bu- business of Ukraine goes on. So at least there, yeah. I suppose they say that if if you care about animals, then presumably that spills over to people. So we can only hope that uh, 
that that yeah. is the case. And of course, the government in Ukraine is under a lot of stress. They were robbed by the previous regime, so they're short on money. And of course, a war is very expensive. So they, the care is, as we know, not the best for the returning soldiers, which is where Ukraine war ant steps in. So mm-hmm. you, so from, you know, from what you've said, you certainly recommend if anybody is listening now who may not have thought about donating or who may rather have thought about donating to Ukraine war amps but hasn't yet, what would you say that they're missing out as much as those in need of well, their help? It's their decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only say that I'm happy with my decision mm-hmm. and that um, it's, it's um, how can I say it? It's, it? it's The money goes, the efforts go right where it's really needed, right at the point that it's really needed. The guys are, are without anything. They can't work anymore, and mm-hmm. and um, it's really right where it's needed. They're appreciative of it, and it, I'm confident that it's a very efficient delivery. That it's the the, the money that I gave them went all, all to the people, the recipients who need it. Mm-hmm. So well, that's you can never have too many donations. Sure. Oh, there's a big need. Yeah, there's a tremendous need. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Dave, for, for telling us your story, for sharing your experiences. And, um, I'm happy to help them. Thank the you. Ukrainian war amps. Yes, yes, same here. So, so, um, thank you again for your support of Ukraine war amps and, and the, the cause on behalf of, of the recipients as well as on behalf of the listeners of Nasholos. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all the best to you in mm-hmm. your future forays to Ukraine. Hopefully you'll be you'll be back again helping another amputee or family in need in Ukraine. Okay. Thank you so much, Dave Hotelling from Chicago, telling us all about war amps in Ukraine. Vislochite Radio Peridachu Nash Holos Radio Krinsko Hokorinya Naradio Stansi CHLY Stodensim FM Umistina Naimo Hovorit Pavina. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Once again, we were speaking with Dave Hotelling from Chicago, a donor of Ukraine War Amps and their Adopt-A-Soldier and Visit-A-Soldier program. And Adopt-A-Soldier provides monthly stipends of approximately $50 U.S. to as many Ukrainian heroes as it can, uh, depending, of course, on the help of the public. 100% of the proceeds go toward Ukrainian veterans. And as you just heard Dave, heard Dave say, it's a very worthy cause and uh, all of your money goes where it's supposed to. Visit a soldier redirects funds that would be spent on hotel accommodations to the families of soldiers being helped by Ukraine war amps and also provides you, the donor, with a unique experience and perspective that ordinary tourists would never have. So do consider making a donation to Ukraine war amps and get involved with their program. Become a regular donor if you can. For more information, you can visit their website, ukrainewaramps.ca, and to make a donation, visit ucaring.com forward slash Adopt underscore a underscore soldier. Again, ukrainewaramps.ca. That interview originally aired last Wednesday, May 3rd, on the Nanaimo edition of Nasholus, which broadcasts live on CHLY 101.7 FM and online at chly.ca, Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in English and from 12 to 1 p.m. in Ukrainian with Oksana Poparajnik. The song that you heard before the interview was the Ukrainian version of the American hit from the 1960s, The Green Berets, and that was Stobiutsi, 100 Fighters, performed by Yulia Donchenko. Up next is a song on that same theme, performed by unnamed soldiers in the ATO zone, the war zone of Ukraine, Oy Uluzi Pi Donbassum, In the Meadow, In the Donbass. Oy Uluzi Pi Donbassum, Поставали наші хлопці знов за батьківщину. Поставали наші хлопці знов за батьківщину. Україну злі люди 
хочу звалтувати, тому стали українці її захищати, тому стали українці її захищати. Із цієї України зібрались завзяті, Руйми стали до загину рятувати маті, Руйми стали до загину рятувати маті. Ради смерті урагани смерть носила люта, та не зможуть ці тирани в рабство нас закути, та не зможуть ці тирани в рабство нас закути. Де жити добра слава на землі козацькій, і збереже Бог державу у любові братській, і збереже Бог державу у любові братській. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesday's Catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. Nasholos now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area, Kontakt TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m., and Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nasholos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com.
the Interlake Polka Kings from the Interlake region of Manitoba, and that was the Hilltop Waltz. Up next, Mickey and Bunny from around the same general area in Manitoba, and Ishumet Ihude. <laughs> And our proverb of the week translates as The wolf preyed on others and others will prey on him. I guess that's Ukrainian way of describing karma. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, we have the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg with the Western River Polka. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM 1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich! <laughs> Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.